0: Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Naked Leadership Podcast. My name is Chad. This week, we have a great conversation with you. Dan, Adrian, and I sit down and we discuss a principle that is near and dear to our hearts that we uphold in our uh, and stay committed to in our organization, Take New Ground, and that is radical openness. Now, this is coupled with radical transparency. And you'll hear in my intro of the conversation when I'm with the gentleman that I say in this episode, we're going to cover both openness and transparency, but we had so much to talk about in Radical Openness that we decided in the middle of the, of the conversation, in the middle of the episode, to split this into two episodes. So this episode, for clarity, this episode, will be covering Radical Openness only, and next week's we'll cover Radical Transparency, but for us, these two go together like a hand in a glove. And these are both principles that we are committed to in our own organization and something that we encourage people to consider, our clients to consider for their organizations as well. So let's get into the conversation about radical openness. But before we dive into the conversation, I wanted to talk about the Change Imperative, the ebook that Dan wrote, over 60 pages of amazing information about the players in our organization and how they show up when it's time to change something so that you can know who you're dealing with and what might motivate them to carry out the desired change. You can go to change-imperative.com, get your own free copy of that ebook, and uh, enjoy. It's an incredible piece of information and uh, I wouldn't try to implement any kind of change in my organization without it. So here we go. Radical Openness. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Conversation, the Naked Leadership Podcast. My name is Chad. I'm here with Dan and Adrian this week. We're coming at you talking about radical openness and transparency. How are you, gentlemen? Hey, doing good.
1: Thanks. Well, thank you.
0: So glad to be on this call with you in this, in this conversation. We've talked a little bit about these two values or principles on the podcast already, but it's usually been in passing. So I thought it would be really interesting, especially as these are two things that uh, we've committed to in the culture of our company to show up with um, and, and to be with is radical openness and transparency. So I thought it'd be a really fun opportunity to talk about these and the value that they bring to a relationship and a culture. So, just to start off, I'd love to talk about what do we mean when, when we're talking, we'll talk, take them one by one. What do we mean when we talk about openness? What is it that, that we're implying or, or, or that we're inviting in people into when we invite them in to be open with us?
2: Well, there's a phrase I enjoy uh, that, that I say to myself all the time is like being with what is. Being with what is so openness, radical openness. Even if you take it that far, radical openness. I want to know what's going on. I'm open. I'm, I'm an open channel. Whatever's going on works. Meaning, like I'm willing to for it to be happening. And that might sound really philosophical and weird, but we know when that's not happening. It's whenever we cut people off, when we you know are not listening to somebody else, when I'm resisting something, when I'm in reaction mode. You know, any of those, any of that kind of fight or flight. Survivaly reaction stuff it's because I'm not open I don't want what might be here. It shows up in in relationships or conversations all the time because I, whenever like if 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 i like I'll avoid a conversation because I know what he's going to say like, I've already made up what's going on over there, which is code for i don't want to know what's really going on over there or or if it's going on, it's bad news or you know, it's more of the same and it's bad, you know, like it's, you know, there's not a good future coming. So I just, I'll avoid and don't want to know, but openness says whatever's going on over there works for me to begin with. Like we'll start from there. And, and without, without a label necessarily, without like, if we're radical, it's like without a label on it, without a judgment on it, without any moralistic, uh, you know, label on it either. Um, it's just like, okay, well, whatever's there, I'm, I'm, I'm open to it. So that's the way I'd, talk around the idea additions from you dan
1: yeah i mean you know i think you hit the main point it it open and reflective being willing to reflect on yeah open-mindedly reflect on in a clear-headed way to find out what's best for you to do or what you know who what's best for you how you should show up with someone you know, like what's best yeah uh, based on what you're committed to is kind of being open to learning what that is. And uh, there's quite a bit, I mean, I think you hit it, but I think open and then reflective, like, oh, this is what's being said. Now, what, what, what is it that is best for me to do here based on what I'm hearing?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It seems to be at odds. Openness seems to be, could be interpreted as at odds with taking a stand or – Knowing what you're about, right? So, possibly that's one
1: thing. Let me see if I understand what you're saying. So, like, if I'm open, it means that I wouldn't take a stand. Like, I'm going to be open means I'm going to give up my opinion or give up where I stand. Yeah. What I'm confident in, when it actually would be the opposite. Sure. It requires a confidence to be open. Yeah. To hear what somebody says. But it's also, I mean, look. It could go the other way too, Chad. If the guy was being open, he wouldn't have his own opinion, right? Like, so I might not think you're open if you have an opinion. Yeah. Right. Versus he's being open. He has an opinion and he's also considering my opinion, but he's just not buying my opinion. Right. But you could still be open, listen to it and then reflect on it and go, well, no, I don't think so. And then you right. could be called not being open, but you are. You you looked at it and you could say, "Well, I thought about it this way. Tell me what else." You, this is what, I stand here because I don't get what you're saying. You know, whatever it is, it's incongruent or incoherent for me. So tell me more. Well,
2: I, I think Chad, your point is well taken. I think sometimes openness seems like could be labeled as softness, like I'm yeah. Yeah, like like I'm being soft um, or being passive. Open is also
1: pushover or push over. yeah,
2: that's, that's, yeah. That's right.
1: And and if you think about it, openness is, as we talk about, there's always a tension between what's going on, right? There's a tension between being open and reflective and being confident in your own opinion or certain about what you believe. And I I remember I had a a partner once who'd say, well, you're not very open because you're so certain. And I remember thinking to myself, well, that's interesting. What haven't I been open to? And as we talked, uh, I could see that there were some things I wasn't open to. I investigated them, and then I still landed on where I was. And then, in, in his opinion, I was being stubborn, which could be very well true because I am stubborn. It's just that I wouldn't. Now I'm faced with if I if I get off of this because I want his approval, then I, I'll be hiding something. I won't be open. <laughs> right? I want to be open about my opinion as well. So that there's that there's that tension that you're moving between, right? And so. It, it actually helps you come to a better decision because the more open I am, the more I can say, well, this is why I'm still holding here. But tell me more. What am I missing? Uh, I don't get this. Help. This is incongruent for me. Hook it up for me. Tell me like that. So there's an inquiry in the openness.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I just did a post today about with this phrase that, you know, the, the devil's in the details, but also the diamonds are there. And that that idea, like the idea that the devil's in the details usually means for somebody, it's like, oh, well, once we get really specific, right, once we get down to the five yard line, everything gets really specific. That's where the distinctions between us or like me and another party would be if we're negotiating something. And that's where it's going to break down. That's where the quote unquote the devil is, which is usually code for I mean, it's interesting that usually that happens at the end. An open, if we were thinking about this context, it's like, oh, an open person is, hey, whatever our distinctions are on day one, let's talk about it now. Yeah.
1: Like, whatever. It might take a few days, might even take a few days or hours, whatever, to parse through the many different distinctions. Because what I've found is that if I'm usually not open, it's because I don't want to get into the details or I don't want to really get, I just want to have my opinion. (laughs) And I, and, then if you don't buy my opinion, well, you're not open. Yeah. Or if you challenge my opinion, you're not open, which is just the opposite. If you challenge my opinion and you're willing to listen, then you're open, right? It doesn't mean that you get off of your opinion. It means you you still have it, but you're listening to learn about from somebody else, what they're seeing, right? It's kind of truth-seeking, right? And you right. can't truth-seek if you're not confident about your own opinion, because you're just going to be tossed about by everybody. They call it you know, an interesting dynamic. It's called the the um, open door. Like the last one who comes through is the one thing I land on. Like you come in the office, we're talking, I'm listening. I don't really have a strong opinion. I don't have any opinion at all. You give a good idea. Well, you know, we're going to do that, Chad. Chad, you leave. Then Adrian comes in the office and goes, Dan, I think we have to do this. And it's the opposite of what Chad does. And Adrian gives me good thinking. I go, we'll do that. And then we end up doing that. And you wonder, why are you... Why the, I thought you were going to do what we to, we talked about here, right? That's that's a that's a that's a sign that I'm unwilling to be either honest about what I think or I don't know where I stand, and I'm getting tossed around by every opinion, and I end up doing the last one that was sitting in front of me. Mm. And so you come across as inconsistent with your team. Yeah. yeah. So this openness thing, very you know, it's vital, uh, but it's not definitely buying in it's being open to and reflective about reflecting on what you're saying in relationship to what i think and then if i see holes i can move and i it happens a lot but if, i found that many times i'll get off of what i think too early and then be resentful because i got off of what i thought because i want to please or avoid the tension of broken of a broken rapport or conflict between me and whoever we're talking to so there's a lot of ways to sell out in
2: there. Yeah, yeah, and just some some other nuances in here that are worth you know probably stating that you know part of the what, what openness isn't. So openness isn't agreement. Like I don't have to agree with somebody to be right. open to what they're saying. And openness isn't weakness. We talked about that earlier. Like if I have if I want to hear you out, it doesn't mean any less that my, that I have no that my beliefs aren't as strong for me. And as Dan mentioned earlier, you know, usually the contrary is true. Like I can, if I can have certainty about what I'm going to say, I and and I want to know what you think and thoroughly vet what you think, that's actually a position of power. Like I can actually integrate, even if you, I really disagree with you, but I want to listen to you in a way that first off really respects the other person because hardly anybody that is listened to will feel disrespect in the listening, you know, like, It might be a universal human experience where everybody, like all of us, really want to be understood. And somebody listening to me and wondering about my ideas with me is usually a respectful act. So even if I we disagree, I can really be open both to you and to your ideas. Even if I differ or don't like you or don't like your ideas, if I'm open to them and want to hear them, I'll I'll you know in a very contrarian way, I'll actually build relationship. There's sometimes a really good segment of a bad idea. Or there's a good something to consider among the bad ideas. There's something interesting to consider that I might not have because I rejected either the person or their idea before I was willing to listen all the way through it. And a lot of times when people get under stress and get on, you know, are against the gun or against deadlines or quotas or, you know, returns, quarterly returns, you know, we end up getting really myopic and we don't have time, quote unquote, to have the conversation. I don't have time to listen to what's really happening over there. We give up a lot of that resource and we blame it on the outside tension. But it just tells us we don't actually have value for what this other person's opinion was. And that could be earned, right? Maybe the person has you know, been belligerent forever or maybe they're not, you know, they're used to not, you know our history can really contend with our willingness to be open, but mm-hmm. that's also catchable on our end. When I'm already judging this person because I think I know them, That's a a sign that I'm making up that this person is not willing to be open towards. You know, so it's like a, it's a willing, radical openness sets you up for being pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Dan, there's a, there's use in the, in the training that we do called the revenant, the public training, you, you often say something and I'll, I'll probably slaughter it, but it's to the effect of, you don't have to lose yourself to gain somebody else.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's mostly my own stuff because I sometimes have sold out in relationships. I've seen others do it, but I know that's one of the things I've done. I've compromised my relationships by not stating what I think in order to keep the peace. And then people feel as if I had been withholding, which I was, and, and but as if I didn't care about them. And in many ways, they're right. I just care. I care about my comfort more than them. That's doesn't mean I don't care about them. But when I do that, it's usually because I'm, Caring more about me getting by than being with them authentically about where I am in the process. So losing yourself is like like giving up on your opinion or at least keeping it to yourself or not speaking honestly about it, in a way lying about it, in order to get by or to get what you want.
0: Yeah, well, and we see this, I I think that is a, I think that's a lie that we lose ourselves when we hear or gain another person. And I think it's pretty insidious and actually pretty uh, popular lie to believe right now, especially when you look at discourse in the public sphere, social media, politics, all of that kind of stuff that you can't hear another person. You can't be open to another person that disagrees with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because that somehow requires you to lose your position or lose <laughs> what you believe in. Um, and it is creating a divide that we can't we can't talk through. We, can, we now can't relate to each other. We now can't get anything done because we can't hear or see each
2: other. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and that level, of, that, it, it goes worse than that, too. I mean, it's like that level of openness actually gets you labeled as an infidel.
0: Yeah. You
2: know if I can listen to my enemies, my friends don't like me.
1: Mhm. Well, let me tell you that's true. Or if you can if you can ju- if you just try to empathize with somebody that is thinking differently. I mean I I have I look, it is it is difficult when you say I just want to hear what they say or I feel this has been unjustly done. And all of a sudden you're over there on whatever side that has been imagined versus I just looks. It looks inequitable. I just figured we would talk about it. But if yep. somebody's got their mind made up, that's that's akin to blasphemy, right? Yeah, and I've been there. I've been there when somebody just wants to ask a question about something I may have complete. I may have decided I yeah, I abhor it. I can't even stop to hear it because I've decided I abhor it. There's mm-hmm. something wrong, bad, or broken within. I cannot hear it. So if you're going to talk about it, Chad. There must be something seriously wrong with you. Yeah. And I think when I was a kid, my father used to say to me, you always seem to find the dead horse in the room, like like nobody wants to talk about. So you know, we can have light conversation. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, oh I'm just checking into things, right? I just wanted to find doesn't mean I agree. I just want to know what that is. Right. And that has gotten me into a lot of trouble. It's also part of my gifting. And and but that's it's like, look, is it really all I, I found that no nothing, nobody, no thing is all evil. There's something there, like Adrian said, there's something I can probably find. Go, you, know, you know what? I get that. Yeah. And yeah. and I find myself, if somebody if somebody's purely all over something like it's all bad, I automatically go to I'm gonna find that good thing and I'm standing on it. Because there's something about that that gets me crazy because bad stuff comes out of it. I mean, As a kid, I was always hanging out with the nerds, right? And, and Because I like to play chess. I like to do other things. But I remember my friends who were not into that would think that there was something wrong with me or what was I not telling them or, you know, it goes back that far. But I think that happens. It's a human thing that we almost have to agree with each other 100% or something can't be trusted about the other person yeah openness would be trusting that if i'm talking to this person there must be something logical about where they're standing that i don't see or that i've identified as a threat that might be worth listening to you know and that there's always something to learn
2: yeah that's similar to where what i was was naturally happening for me i mean part of I was thinking about the idea of curiosity. Curiosity killed the cat, right? Killed the cat. It saved the human, I hear. And like uh, the idea, even I'm just, some people are in my mind right now of the, a certain political stance of, that are friends of mine. And they are, they would champion themselves as really curious um, people. But when it comes to certain issues publicly, they're, they decide not to be curious and i i you know there are, there is i guess a price to pay for being authentically curious, which are actually wondering wondering about why x y z makes sense to that person and I think that's what you're alluding to Dan and it what there's a price to pay in my own in my own like view of myself probably like if I believe x y z then i wouldn't even, don't even want to hear it right there's like there's some morality to. Where I'm standing, and something so right about what I what I think that I don't even want to hear what that person says, and I have to give up some of that righteous indignation in order to be curious about why that makes sense to this person. And at the end of the day, I don't have to agree with that person at all, but I can I can listen in a way that I get why it makes sense to that person. Now. I don't want what they want and I don't believe what they believe and I don't think that's a good future and I'm not going to sign on for that and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that can all be true for me, but I can still get why that person thinks and does the way they do. And I think um, this is a leadership skill is like a willingness to get connected to why it makes sense to them. I mean, you, you alluded to playing chess. If you're playing chess, good to know what the other guy's up to.
1: Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the implications of what they're doing and saying, or what they're moving. Right. That's right. It, it, it requires some, well, if you get curious, you're going to offend people. Then you're just going to offend them. I mean, yeah. that's, if you get real, you can. The chances are, if you're really curious, you will, because you're going to ask questions. They already have answers for And they're not asking questions anymore about. It. Yeah. And, and being able to do that in an elegant way is, of course, a skill, but you, that's where you find the issues is when you start asking questions about things that people aren't normally used to asking or about parsing. You know, when you, to be open is to get down into the details. If you want to seek truth, that's really why, why be open? The purpose of being open is to find truth Mm -hmm. and then to be transparent on top of that. Right.
2: Well, and I mean, I was just thinking, I I love that. The purpose of being open is to find truth and, I'm thinking about a couple of people in my mind right now where it's like, this person needs to do business with this person that they don't like. And so they're in a, you know, an internal negotiation with this person that they don't like. Oh, now what are you going to do? Right? So if you want to, if you need or want a future and unfortunately or whatever, you're dealing with a person that you don't like for filling all your reasons, one way to find a way to have this future, um, is to decide to be open. Like, okay, why does this make sense to this person? And how, where do we have aligned interests so that we can get the, make this future happen? If I'm busy not liking him, that's uh, the example in my head. If I'm busy not liking him, then now my world is about what I don't like instead of you know what, how might I have something in common with this person. But that would require some openness and like an undemonization of that person or even just to get curious. Yeah. Um, and you don't but you're not betraying your own sense of self. You're actually I would say expanding it because it's like the purpose of openness is also expanding possibilities. There might be something there of this person. Let's let's say I don't like there might be some aspect to this person that I do like and some future that even if I don't like them, there's some future that if we're, we have to be together in this business or whatever, there might be some future we both want together. That might be a connection point, but I'd have to be open to not such a black and white world, like he's all good or all bad or I'm You definitely most of us say, you know, I'm, I'm all good. He's all bad. So I have to be, you know, be open to that.
1: Uh, I, I've always been attracted to what people think you should stay away from and probably at times to my detriment. But when I was in the shipping business, I noticed that there were no American shipbrokers. There's only about 100 of us at the time in the U.S. anyway because the markets are usually open. And most of them on the East Coast, I think there was three of us on the West Coast. And one of the things that the American shipbrokers didn't like doing was dealing with the Greek ship owners. owners. So the brokers would deal with the ship owners and then negotiate cargoes to their ships from people who had concerns that had cargoes, like let's say pencil pitch or bauxite for aluminum, right? Or oil, you know, that kind of stuff kind of ships had well the bottom line was very few people in america none that i knew uh, like to deal with the greeks and i i thought well that's good i want to become a greek i want to be a specialist i want to learn how to work with the greeks because nobody wants to work with them the
0: greek whisperer
1: yeah well (laughs) you know i figure if the americans aren't doing it then i become a specialist and 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 so when i started working with the greeks the americans got really moralistic on me you're a slime ball you know I'm thinking, why? (laughs) Because those guys backtrade or they do this or that. But I learned something about working with the Greeks. I learned that they respect it. They have a different view of negotiating. If you can get by on them, good for you. And if they can get by on you, good for them. And they accept that. That was kind of how it was. So whenever I dealt with them, I had to know my business. I had to know my contracts. I had to know my cargoes, my ships, the torch I was going into, I had to know these things well, so that when I, we wrote the contracts, I made sure there were teeth in certain places if this didn't happen, and if they got by on me, that was on me, and if I got by and I got by on them a couple of times after I got whipped a few times, and pretty soon, we have this mutual respect, and it's almost like, but in a, it's a different morality, it's a different way of looking at things than we look at things, right? And so... It was appalling to many of my friends, acquaintances in the business, that I'd be doing that. And I've always been that way. Like, for instance, this whole censorship thing on on social media. I want to see everything that's censored now. If it's censored, I want to find it. Why? Because there's something they don't want me to see. <laughs> right? That's just how I am. And when they said, don't deal with the Greeks, I'm going, why? Well, because, you know, you can't count on them. They could backtrade on you. But how, they're so successful, they must know something, right? How? How? What can I learn here, right? And and then when I started doing I had no idea people would get offended, but for a while, a few of my friends wouldn't talk to me, but that's happened a number of times, and I think being open to those things is what causes us to open up new horizons. I made a lot of great friends who I still, from time to time, contact, they'll contact me from, a couple of them live in, um, in Monaco, a couple of the guys I used to work with, Greek ship owners and brokers, and they'll still contact me. We have a great laugh and a good talk. And if I do business with them, I know I better know what I'm doing because if I don't, they will take advantage of it and bad on me. <laughs>
0: cross your cross your T's, dot yeah. your I's
1: win win is I get everything you I get, whatever you mistake, your mistake is, I win, you win too, because you learn a lesson.
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh, i 'm noticing just time wise and logistically that I think we need to pivot this conversation a little bit and say this episode's going to be about openness, and our next one's going to be about transparency that's if that 's okay. I think that 's great because i I still have a couple of questions that i 'm really curious about with openness. I love this idea. What I keep hearing over and over again is the idea that you 're open to new information mm-hmm. open to new information. Is there ever a time I love? I know you love uh, questions that are staged like this, Dan. But are there times when being open to new information is not helpful to the vision? Absolutely. Great. So radical open. So does it? Does that mean that radical openness as an idea or a principle is is there, and that's something we work for? But how do we determine when? We be, we no longer need to be open to new information. Does my question make sense?
1: Yeah, I never thought of it that way, but I, I know intuitively, like when I when I so first off, does so what determines somebody's right to give me to be like I, I'm open as much as I can, right? Mm-hmm. But there are certain I don't listen to everybody, and that depends on what I'm doing. If I'm going out, and let's say I'm going to go do. Uh, I'm going to go put, I'm going to go build a, a hut in the, in the backyard. Now I might talk to you and I might talk to Adrian about that and get some information. But if I'm talking to Malcolm, my son-in-law, who's a builder, I'm going to listen to him. I'm going to be much more open to what he has to say. Cause he's earned the right in my mind with me to do it because of his expertise. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things about openness is who earns the right to speak into you. Mm. Right. And knowing that, I want to redo, like I don't, you know, you don't go tell a guy, like we work at, at, at I wouldn't tell a guy a topic uh, engineer at Hyperloop to go and seek out and be open to a engineering student that just went entered the field about something they're reinventing reinvent, they're unless that, that person has earned the right, right? Like people, who do you listen to? Who are you going to open up to? You've got to really qualify that. Depending on what you're doing, I might be a hell of a lot more open. We're just having a general conversation. I'm probably a lot more open than if we're having a conversation about accomplishing something. And I don't know who you are, and I don't know what you've accomplished. And so my openness to you may not be as generous as it is to somebody who's got that background, Mm -hmm. right? And those are things to think about in there. And and then once you've decided you're going to do something and you're going to move, well, then it's oh you're open to what it's going to take to have it happen, but. We're not. It's a different conversation, right? You once you hand the ball off to the running back, he doesn't stop and wonder what he's going to do next. He's going, right? That's right. But he doesn't turn around and go. Well, I don't like the way you handed that off. I'm, I'm, I'm open to you know. There's when you're in action, then you're you're moving. You're you're actually having it happen. Now you might stop along the way and take notice and account, and then you're open again, and then you're when you decide to go you go again right you got to make the decision you got to stand on your own
0: yeah but stand if again. he's not but if he's not open to the information that the defense changed up their formation last minute and and now somebody's going to be meeting him on the run and he's that all of that new information he's got to be open to that new information
1: yes yes and well if he's not he will be the next time <laughs> yeah exactly probably or he won't be playing. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> or he doesn't have a
0: career, for That's sure. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, when, when we play ball, right, and, and when we go to college, and we watch the films, and, you know, the coach on the field might say, you know, give me some coaching on what, if I'm not getting off the ball well or not. But when we go into the film room, then we're really open, right? We're looking at everything over and over and over again just to get that edge, and then we go out and practice it. But, you know, it's, there are times when openness, is, it's time to move, right? And you're going to be taking action. And you certainly need to be open to the changing, ever-changing environment you're acting into, for sure, yeah. as it relates to what you want to get done. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about, you know, there's time for end of conversation. Let's go.
2: Yeah, it comes up for me. A lot of times we, we see things through a couple different lenses. One is competency and one is attitude. And here it might be like, this, so Dan, we're talking, in some ways, we're talking about the competency conversation, yeah. which is, does this person have something viable uh, to add based on their history, based on their expertise, based on their experience, right? That's that's. So be, I'd be open to that person, probably not open to some, some person that doesn't newbie. have- the,
1: Newbie. Yeah.
2: Newbie, right? But it's also worth, I mean, I'm thinking about a couple of calls I've had this week with, with clients and our last week with clients, I'm thinking about trajectory. I'm not not open if I know that their trajectory is going a different direction than mine is. Yeah. Right? So if somebody is offering me a very well-explained complaint, I'm not interested. Like why it won't work. I don't care about that conversation. I'm not that open to it. I'm going to listen for the person behind it, but I'm not interested in the details about why it's not going to work. I'm actually here to make it work. How about you? You know, it's like so it's like listening for the trajectory of the purpose behind the person speaking is a is a big part of when to be open, when not to be open. Yeah, you
1: I know? love that. I might be open to it, their story about why it won't work just to get connected to what's keeping them back, as Adrian's talking about. But I'm not going to buy into it can't work. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, it's it's like open to the person. I'm not necessarily open to what that person's saying. Like, you know, I'm going to listen to what they're saying to find the person that's speaking because we want them to be on the team. If that that distinction to listeners makes sense, like I'm going to listen to this person just so I know what's going on for the person that's saying it. I think what they're saying might be hogwash, but I'm interested in keeping this person on. So I better listen to know where they're coming from so I can connect to them and and direct them or. Or uh, correct them, or something like that.
1: Yeah. Well, then you then and that leads up to tra- transparency because then you can be transparent about what you hear or you think is they're saying and how you and that that's for the next podcast. But but that yeah. it's it's that openness that that sets up the transparency because it gives context to what I might say, what I'm going to say that's been provoked in me and what I've been open to.
0: Yeah, you know, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking about the leaders who listen to this podcast and they, they openness is a goal or openness is a value for the culture, but they also have to select what they're open to and and when you actually move in a market. Right. And so I just wanted to make sure we had that conversation of like, how do we determine who and when we're open to and, and that becomes...
1: And Adrian said to attitude, I mean, somebody's coming in to convince you to do something you don't believe you ought to do. You could be open to it, but they're saying to see if there's anything new. But if you're in the process of doing something or you have a timeline that you're on, you might table that for the next call or, you know, the next meeting because it's between you. Being open to that now takes away from what you need to be focused on. I mean, I mean, one's got to be very – that, again, comes down to what am I really up to here, what's wanted and needed for me to, for my primary purposes. And I can always use language. Hey, look, I'm, I'd love to talk about that, not the timing now, not a good time for me. Let's talk about it some other time, like next tomorrow at 7 or whatever. You know? yeah. So they get that you're willing to be open, but this isn't the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Anything to close with, Adrian?
2: Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about that. And I mean, the idea that came to my mind is what helps if a leader's is trying to be shrewd about what to be open towards and then really how to be, I think the word would probably be effective in, in these types of communications. It's really tuning culture to, for people to show up, show up early, uh, bring the issues, being the, the right, the core issues to the table as fast as possible. Um, you know, that, that will help. I think in the, in the, as people, as you're wanting to sift through what all the conversations are there, a lot of times, you know, people will delay or be delayed or keep pushing things off and then want to wait and assert them at times that are inopportune for the, you know, for the meeting that they're in or for the calendar that they're at, you know, and people, so you don't need to, I mean, my point here is, is, if you tune the culture into being really transparent, which we'll talk about in the next one, um, and really fully participating like from the jump and be ready to, to you know, bring the right issues to the table quickly, then I think it really helps in the openness conversation. Because, OK, now, now we've got a handle on what needs to happen and what the issues are. Um, but it, they will know if you honor even the resistance. People are more willing to share really ill, like ill packaged ideas, sometimes sometimes the best ideas. but if you've got a culture that everything needs to be nicely packaged, they might not be willing to share it because you've shown a, a lack of openness to something that doesn't sound beautiful on the first draft. Mm.
1: I know you know the two things we could talk about this in the next call, but two things that usually stop me from being open is uh, my ego and my blind spots.: Yeah. Those are the two things that I'm usually wrestling with to be open.
0: Yeah, well, that's great. I'll make a note because that ties us well into transparency as well.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: Right. All right, gentlemen, thanks so much. Talk to you next week.
1: Good to thanks. be
0: here. Ciao. Bye, right. guys. Bye, everybody. Well, friends of the podcast, thank you so much for joining us this week. If this podcast has helped you or entertained you at all, we encourage you to go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and a glowing review. That'll help us reach more people and grow this community. And finally, if you have any suggestions or feedback for the podcast, we would love to hear from you. You can email me at chad at takenewground.com. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll meet you back here next week for another episode of the Naked Leadership Podcast.